0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Order Fair podcast, I can't believe we're at number 16 already but I am now in London so this is the first episode I think from being based in London and this is where I will find myself for the next 12 months, hopefully. This week's episode is with Rhiannon Gogarty, and Rhiannon wanted to talk today about Turner Syndrome, something that she... through herself and has but does not want to be identified as the girl with Turner syndrome and wants to raise awareness for Turner's since I didn't know what it was I'd never heard of it until she let me know and contacted me about it so Rihanna's going to explain what Turner syndrome is the symptoms to look out for and how girls going through Turner syndrome can live a very prosperous and full life that Turner syndrome doesn't define them and restrict them from having the fullness of life so I hope you really enjoy this episode I really enjoyed talking to Rhiannon about Turner syndrome and I learned so so much so I hope you do too and yeah enjoy. Rhiannon welcome to Dora Clara podcast i uh, so glad to have you on. Hello. And we're going to talk about uh, a very important topic something that you're obviously going through yourself I uh, want to raise awareness for. Hi. So have a chat about that so just to kind of get us started do you want to give a quick introduction about who you are what you do where you come from
1: yes of course so um I am Rhiannon I am I am 21 years old I am from Belfast in Northern Ireland and I am currently in. well um I have just finished my second year of a medicine degree so yeah that's what I do
0: and so we've come on today to talk about Turner's syndrome something that you suffer yourself I have indeed just for our listeners, um, to give more of a background on what that is, can you explain to our listeners what Turner syndrome is if they haven't heard of it?
1: Uh, yes, of course. So basically, you know, it is a very rare um, chromosomal disorder and it literally only affects the female population. And uh, basically, it is where it is, it is where the second X chromosome is either completely missing or is partially missing, or or else can't be damaged. And there are two different types. So there's classic which is where it is completely damaged and is completely missing. And there's also mosaic, which is half or partially missing.
0: Great. And then can you let me know when and how you were first diagnosed?
1: So, yes, I was basically diagnosed from birth. So how I was actually diagnosed is when I was born, at the midwife that was actually there at my birth, you know, you know actually recognised that I had a dimple at the bottom of my back. And um, she, you know, sort of said to my mum, look, I have seen this sort of thing in turn syndrome girls before when um I was starting over in Saudi Arabia. And um she basically just wanted to be like, Look, um, I want to make sure, you know, no, and just to clarify, you know, just to see if I do have it. So she basically said, sorry, look, look, we have to go and you know, give yourself a blood test. No, sorry, give me a blood test just to you know, just to confirm and see if I do have it. And uh, yeah, I basically did have it, and I was born on the Tuesday, and I came out with you know, with a diagnosis two days later.
0: I and mean, then, is it common to be diagnosed just at birth, or is it like later? You can have symptoms and be diagnosed later.
1: Well, it actually just depends. It is quite a complicated uh, condition, and there is multiple you know varieties of it, and you know, multiple severities as well. And actually, it can be really difficult to pinpoint it. Because, you know, some people can have it, you know, really, really severe and some people can barely have anything really wrong. But uh, yeah, the main, you know, external symptoms that, you know, that you, know, you can tell by looking at someone can either be the webbing of the neck. Uh, they have a low sort of hairline at the bottom of your neck. And also 100% girls, like every single girl that has it um, has a short stature So and or short limb as well. So yeah, that is quite a you know common characteristic. And, and people can also and girls can also have a niphedema and an and extremities, so hands and feet. And uh, they can also have low set ears and a broad chest. Uh, yeah, so that would be the external ones. And you know, the girls that it would be more hard to pinpoint that it's actually turn syndrome, would be, you know, you know, lots of internal things such as, you know, some you know, heart defects, such as a heart murmur, an aortic stenosis, and um, also a, bi, a bicuspid aortic valve and a heart murmur. And they can also have this is this is, you know, very very common. It happens in about I think it's about sixty percent. They have underactive thyroid, which I have as well. So I had to take levothyroxine tablets for that. And um, and also another thing that is really common in Turner syndrome girls as well, um, is I have a duplex kidney, which I have as well. Which, you know, basically causes, you know, it can cause some infections, you know, with the unary tract and it can cause you to basically pay a bit more. And another thing that is hundred percent common as well, that every single girl has is in rudimentary or an ovaries. So which basically means that they're underdeveloped and, and they can be fibrotic as well. And you know, they tend to, you know, come up you know with cancerous cells as well so a lot of girls have to get them removed which you know which i did and and basically this leads to you know hormonal failure which causes amenorrhea which is which is the absence of you know, basically periods and like a menstrual cycle so and what girls have to do then is to be put on hrt so that's basically estrogen and a progesterone um tablets yeah that's basically what it is
0: no thank you very much for going through all that it sounds like there's a lot of symptoms and a lot of people having it.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is actually loads, yeah.
0: So then, obviously you've been diagnosed from, you were born. How has this affected you then, like growing up?
1: Well, I mean, in a way, when I was younger, you know, I was kind of afraid to tell people and, you know, actually sort of label myself as actually having it. I didn't want people to see me. And as this girl with Turner syndrome and has, you know, all these sort of things wrong with her. You know, at times, it made me feel quite, you know, abnormal because I felt completely different from everyone else, you know. I just felt, oh gosh, like every other girl, you know, is fine. And, you know, I just felt really abnormal because I will go through the same sort of things as a normal girl probably would. You know, as I'm growing up, as I've said, you know, about the short stature, I've had to take growth hormone shots for about 12 years. So, so roughly from the age of about four until I was 16. If I like went to sleepover or something, I would, you know, want to hide and, you know, don't want people to see me take this injection where basically I have to jam myself and then can like, wait for like 10 seconds and take it out. Like I just didn't want people to see that as well. you know another thing as well, this you know probably sounds really really stupid. But when girls around the ages of about about you know 10, 11, 12, a lot of girls can talk about oh I've had my first period or uh, and you know some people can ask, oh uh you know, have you had your first period have you had your period and all that kind of stuff. And you know I just felt like you know in myself, you know, in my subconscious, in my mind, I was like, oh no, I feel I feel really abnormal. Like I you know haven't had it and I won't have it for like you know for ages because I have to take you know basically this tablet to make me get it and you know and I just felt you know I just sort of didn't want people to know that so I just basically just lied and said that you know I had it because I didn't want people to see me any differently I didn't want to actually pinpoint that I felt abnormal in myself but yeah and um, you know basically another other thing academically I have not been very strong you know I've you know always found it hard to take exams and you know I've never been very good at taking exams either So that's the thing, you know, in terms of, you know, sort of your learning, you know, sort of your learning development as well. Also in terms of spatial awareness is another thing with with Fennell syndrome. So that in terms of, you know, and it, it can affect you if you want to be able to drive or also about, like, you know, about directions to places and reading a map and those, you know, sort of things. You know, also, another thing is going to the hospital as well. Like, I just didn't want people to think, oh, no, she is a girl that, you know, always at the hospital appointment. And, you know, people, I didn't want people to be like, oh, you know, where is Rhiannon? Like, you know, but I mean, in terms, I mean, there is a silver lining to it, you know, I've had lots of lovely memories going to the hospital, like you know, the two, the two nurses, like, you know, I used to always say they were literally, you know, the loveliest women. And, you know, you call them Jackie and Nina. They, you know, literally made me feel really good about myself. You know, they were like, oh, Ryan, you're doing so well. You're going. You're actually at quite a good rate. I finally reached a height of, of almost five foot two. So, I mean, like, I'm pretty happy with that. And, you know, they used to always you know, ask me how I am. And, and also used to ask me, you know, Oh, yeah. What have you been up to? And and you know, basically, I had a you know quite a good relationship with them, so that kind of made me feel going to the hospital a better experience in a way. I felt more comfortable being there. And now, you know, I don't have a fear of needles or anything because I am so used to being jabs and you know, you know, get my blood taken and things like that. So you know, like I don't have so I mean like you could literally you know, let you put a needle in me and I wouldn't I wouldn't care. Like it doesn't it doesn't faze me in the least.
0: Obviously, it's quite you know it's a self conscious thing of growing up around so many girls and would it be like an invisible kind of disability that no one can really know by like maybe you're a bit smaller or with like the growth hormones and stuff but maybe people don't really know what's going on with you like you have to go to hospital you have these things going on um that people don't really yeah. understand. and then there's no real you know like talking about it or they're so on a word you know like they're just oh have you got your period I've got mine like so excited and you know just uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, like you're know, going know, yeah. through this thing and you can't join in kind of thing
1: yeah yeah no I, you know, I just wanted to be part of that I you know just wanted to you know felt like a girl but you know doesn't have terror syndrome that you know doesn't feel so it that doesn't feel so like alienated and you know I just wanted to, to you know sort of fit into the crowd of of you know girls and stuff and yeah, and as you said about being, you know, how you look, like, I mean, yeah, I've always, you know, used to always be really self conscious about how I looked, and I'm scared that people, you know, sort of noticed that there was something wrong with me as well. And, you know, I used to sort of, you know, hide a lot of things as well. But yeah, but yeah, but now that literally isn't an issue for me anymore. Like, I've come, you actually quite recently, I've actually come, you know, to actually terms, this is how I look, and you know, screw what, you know, what anyone thinks, just this is me, this is a part of me. So, so yeah, I'm just going to accept that, you know, I have this. and and uh, it isn't so daunting at all
0: no that's an amazing mindset to have and you should be really proud of yourself that you're like saying that and oh, thank you much. Have, <laughs> have that mindset and that's really really good but so oh. then how would say obviously you've told me how it affects you growing up and now that you're in university so how does that affect you education wise as you said it does affect learning side of things and you're in second year I think you said so like how does that affect your time at university has it actually influenced what you're studying at university that you're doing stratified medicine
1: yes yeah yeah, yeah I, yes i am doing my medicine yeah i mean yes i still struggle with exams like i don't you know i've never had a good you know exam technique I would have noticed that more as of as of my levels i mean it wasn't you know i was actually pretty good at you know at your know, gcse level i was actually proud you know with the results that i got at gcse level you no know, but yeah in terms of university like I, I, like I mean i've been doing fine you know definitely struggling with exams and like i've You've know, been really glad that they've been online as well. So I mean that's good. Mentioned about girls having rudimentary ovaries as well. And I actually think as I've grown up, you know, infertility has been a thing that has taken me ages to come to terms with. I think I will never be able to have my own biological children. Like, I mean, that you know was a thing that used to really, really scare me. Yes, I mean not scare me, but like it used to be a thing that you know really devastated me. And I'm just so thankful that there is that there is adoption and there is, you know, the help from science, but there is fertility treatment. So I am really thankful for that
0: yeah no I can only imagine like it must be so so hard to come to terms with and growing up and even you're finding that out for the first time and having to deal with that in terms of it amazing that you know you're thinking of obviously adoption and going down those lines and you want to have a family and that it's not you can't have a family so that's really really good because I was reading online that Turner syndrome affects one in 2,000 children and something that I've never heard of obviously it's so so common like do you know why maybe that there is no real awareness for it or why people might not have heard of it?
1: I mean, yes, it is pretty rare. And you know, it is, it is, it is a thing that a lot of people don't actually know about or have actually heard of because they have maybe not actually known someone that has had it, that you know has had it or or actually has it. I do think that it is important to you know raise awareness and you know, this is my aim, you know. I want to maybe help, you know, maybe a mother that has that, you know, has had a daughter that was recently diagnosed and I want to kind of share my story and actually explain that it really isn't a daunting thing that you know that she is like everyone else it doesn't define her in that way it isn't such a bad thing and you know I just want to you know make sure that you know the girl you know feels confident in herself because you know that is what I want like I want to be able to you know make another girl who maybe has it or like a mother you know who has had a daughter that is recently diagnosed that you know I want them you know to think and have the confidence to actually think that they or like everyone else and you know you can live a normal life
0: yeah no definitely and with awareness wise you know how would you think we could increase awareness for this like do you have any plans to do anything yourself or do you know anyone that has turner syndrome
1: uh, so i mean like in terms of the awareness um i think you know actually sharing my story like this facts and stuff and you know and um, you know, when it's like awareness month and uh, you know, sort of you know say and, and you raise awareness that way and you're basically like platform social media you know which you know use as well and actually I don't know anyone personally that has it but um, you know through social media through people sharing their own stories I have um, come, I have actually been in contact with these um, two girls from America, uh, these, two, these two girls from Australia as well and I've actually been in contact with a girl from Eddiskillen as well so yeah but I mean I don't know anyone personally from Belfast or anything like I don't actually know anyone that has it you know personally that I've actually met
0: yeah I think it is good you know when you have a sense of community or like someone you can talk to or ask questions yeah
1: I know it definitely does help as she said and you know they're always and they're so 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 lovely and you know it you know makes you feel so much better about yourself because you can share things and um, you know talk about you know things that you know that that you know that you both can relate to so in terms like medications and you know like you know how are you doing with such and such and you know how have you been feeling like how was your appointment the other day or like whatever do you know what I mean like it is it is lovely and you know the girls are you know really really kind and you know it's you know it is just lovely to you know talk to yeah and there must be so many other people out there as
0: well because you know it is one in 2000 girls born have it so there could be the opportunity to build that community out there online and find so many others that want to relate that yeah that could be a really good place to start if you have your know, people that you know already and if you because you have that mindset that you've come to accept everything that's happened and it's such a positive mindset to have for other people that you could help and the message that you're kind of getting yeah, out yeah. Of is you could really really help people so i think you know you definitely you know, consider if you have the confidence to do that to uh, start your own community and you know you could really help people and they
1: could help you in turn by
0: okay. Chatting to you? Uh,
1: yes, yes, of course, yeah. And you know, I mean, like it did take me a lot of guts to do this, but I mean, I am really, really glad that I've done it because you know my aim is, you know, essentially to you know maybe help someone else, you know, maybe you know give that girl, that you know is feeling that you know is feeling really bad about herself, and you know maybe with having Turner syndrome, and you know I you know I want them to feel good. Yeah.
0: No, that's really good. And kind of just to wrap up towards the end, just. I yeah, just make sure everybody knows, like, what Turner syndrome is, any symptoms to look out for. So obviously, it only affects females, and it's the X chromosome. There's one X
1: chromosome that isn't
0: there. That's what Turner syndrome is, and what would be yes. a symptom that anyone would need to like look out for?
1: Uh, well, okay. So in terms of you know actually looking, you know, externally, uh, the most the most common would definitely be uh, yeah, short stature would definitely be a thing. But 100 percent of the girls have it. But you know, but you know, they definitely will be small. Also, I would say, um also uh, a low hairline is definitely pretty common, and webbing up the neck is you know quite a you know quite a common thing as well. So that would be the physical things that you could you know, physically see. So internally internally, um, I know that one hundred percent of girls, you know, if do have ovarian failure, that is definitely a thing. But you know. You know that, that every Turner girl has so yeah that would definitely be the things but you know you know definitely to look out for
0: yeah no great thanks so much Ryan.
1: it's lovely to meet you Orna. it really really was
0: yeah no you too but especially really brave for you to come on and tell everyone as well about your story hopefully we've helped a lot of people that listen to this too so thanks so so
1: much yeah no I really hope so
0: thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Order Claire podcast if you have any questions about Turner syndrome or want to get in contact with Rhiannon do message myself and I can pass on the details and as always let me know what you think of the podcast any topics you want me to discuss or chat to people with let me know on twitter or email me or dm me on instagram and let me know but see you next time